I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a Sagittarius. Hi, I'm Kimmy, and I'm a Gemini. And together we are Sister Signs. So this episode is going to be a little mashup of different topics, but before we jump into it, do you have a life update for us, Kimmy? You're Um, still (laughs) post-breakup. Still post-breakup, but Taylor Swift released speak now taylor's version honestly i've been spending most of my free time just listening to that i actually listened to the whole album on repeat yesterday at work i had it going on my little speaker good i'm glad you finally got to listen to it all the way through yeah multiple times what night was it was it friday or saturday night i put it on my tv through spotify and i put it on repeat on like very low volume and it was still playing when i woke up the next morning also, I'm living for this Taylor Lautner renaissance. Yes. He's getting his moment again, finally. He deserves it. Because when I've just seen posts about how he used to have just grown women thirsting after him all the time whenever he was on Twilight. And I'm sure that's not the most comfortable situation to be in whenever... I don't even know how old he was during Twilight, but... I'm happy that he's having his moment now and he, people are being more respectful of him. Yeah, and he just had that cute little cheesy movie come out where he played, like, a coach. I haven't seen that. It's very cute. I should watch it. I'm glad he's stepping back into it. Yeah, me too. I just think he's a really, like, sweet and genuine guy, and honestly, like, the blind items about him are not bad at all. He's not a rotted celebrity, and I think that's probably why he fell out of popularity, because he wasn't, like, playing dirty. So, here's hoping that he reaps the rewards of his good karma. But, yeah, my life update, I've just been working my butt off, like, more so than usual, so I'm entering my busy season, and I stepped up to lead some events, and the event planning side of it for me is, it's always stressful, but I know that's what I need to do to push myself outside of my comfort zone. I recently had someone reach out to me for career advice, And they were talking trash about, they call them fast burners in the military if you promote really quickly, because they have almost 19 years in service, and I'm at 10, and they didn't realize that I was a fast burner. And so they're talking trash about how they don't have any leadership experience and how they're promoting too quickly and they don't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I'm just letting her run her mouth at this point. And so I didn't say anything to her. And then she found out that I have only been in for 10 years and I already outrank her and I'm like further along in my career. And now she's like humbling herself and coming to me asking for help and I'm helping her out. But here's the thing. She is single, no kids. So she has the time to really set herself apart from her peers and she's deployed a whole bunch. And whenever you deploy, you are given so many more opportunities to succeed and shine, especially if you put yourself out there and you get involved in the community. And the job that she worked, you're like the belly button of the deployed location. So everyone should know your name. You should be hosting events. You should be making sure people are doing okay downrange. And I don't know if she did that. I, like, I can't speak to that. But it seems like a lot of it is like excuses and other people's fault why she hasn't been progressing and like the type of person that I am like I've been the victim a handful of times in my career but I just turned into a vigilante 
true Taylor Swift fashion, like I've taken any sort of setback in my career and I've just used spite to fuel myself and be better than the person that was trying to bring me down. And I have a hard time feeling bad for people that are not on that level. And so I gave her a lot of advice and I'm looking at myself like I'm married, I have two kids and I'm putting myself out there. I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. I need you to step your game up, sis. Point blank period. But anyway, that's my life update is I'm trying to mentor someone, but we'll see if anything comes of it. I gave her the recipe. Now it's up to her to make the cake. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And she was talking shit about me, so I really didn't have to... Shit, not me specifically, but people like me. I am never one to gatekeep information. You will ask me anything about my career, anything about where I've gotten in life, and I will tell you how I got there. But it's up to you to actually follow the blueprint or make a better plan. Yeah. She's been in for a lot longer. And again, I don't know, like, the backstory of her situation and... I'm sure, like, she's obviously not here to speak up for herself, but I've had some crazy things happen in my career, so, yeah. Some people are just built differently. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I try to, like, not sound cocky because I know as soon as I do, I'm going to get humbled really quickly. (laughs) So I'm just like, I know the work that I put in to get where I'm at right now, and I don't like when people disregard how hard I've worked, so... My whole thing is, it just seems like jealousy, getting yeah, upset that some that I someone's think, a fast burner, okay? I definitely think it's jealousy. And maybe she doesn't want to sacrifice whatever to get where she needs to be, but that's how I view it is, anytime you're in a competitive environment, first of all, I'm only in competition with myself, and I have really high standards for myself. So if she is competing against the wrong people, aka not herself, then she's not going to go anywhere. And if she doesn't have high expectations for herself, then I can't really do anything about that. True. But I don't want to dwell on her. I want to talk about the transits that are happening this summer. Kimmy, tell me what's going on. There's so many. There's so many that I'm only going to focus on the ones that are in the next week or two, or what just recently happened, which is that Mars entered Virgo on 710. We're recording this on 711. And Mars will be in Virgo through 827. That's going to be a tough time for Virgo placements. Y'all are going to be extra spicy. (laughs) Y'all are going to be on the toilet. Yeah. Literally on the toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, people are talking about it, about how shitty it's going to be. Literally. Oh, no, Kimmy. No, we've talked about it before, about how Mars is a malefic planet, so it's just going to stir the pot. It's going to increase career ambition, but also increase personal conflict. And then there will be an aspect forming soon so on july 20th mars will form an opposition with saturn retrograde in pisces so that'll be your moment to slow down and think about what it is that you actually do want to do like the things that you want to tackle yes yes and then during mars and virgo it's really important to avoid being hypercritical of yourself and others also you need to avoid letting any overthinking hold you back worrying about things that you can't change, overcommitting, and also wasting time trying to reason with people who are dedicated to misunderstanding you. All of that is not on point with what I just said. Yeah, no, that's literally my everyday (laughs) life, though. So to hear that, I'm like, wow, it's just going to hit even harder. 
uh, I'm always hypercritical I of myself. I if that girl has some strong Virgo placements because she's a Leo sun, and I want to say she is a Sagittarius rising. But I can't remember the rest of her chart, but I wonder where Virgo is right now for her, and maybe that's why she's trying to further herself in her career because these transits. I know it's going to be a rough time for me, but I also feel like it could be a tough love time for me too because my Virgo's in my first house too, so it's... Yeah, so you'll be able to like focus on yourself and obviously not be too hard on yourself, but keep yourself accountable. Yeah, which is good. I need that because now that... I have my debt consolidated, and I have a plan. Part of me in the back of my mind is, oh, let's go on a big shopping spree. No, Kimmy. I know. No. I know I have a problem. It's time to buckle down. You can't go on a big shopping spree until you get a second job. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Or until I at least lose my 15 pounds of relationship weight. and then, And then I can reward myself with a small one. Maybe... If you get into another relationship, get with a gym trainer. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. I saw these videos of... And it's so funny because my Instagram now knows that I'm single, so... Get with someone that wants to meal prep for you. (laughs) Yeah, so you don't have to do it. That's their love language is meal prep. (laughs) I don't know. My... Matt used to try meal prep for me, not meal prep, but he would like cook for me, but it would be literally ground turkey and rice, no seasoning no seasoning whatsoever as long as you're not adding salt it's fine yeah and even then a little bit of salt is good for you your body needs it to absorb electrolytes and process water oh god but i have been seeing some reels of girls that get princess treatment at the gym where their boyfriends just load up the weights for them load up the barbells and that's what you need is a little yeah meathead yeah he just can't be too dull. No, get one of the smart ones that knows how to count macros. I feel like the gym <laughs> that I'm at, there's so many men there, and there are, a lot of them work in Exarbon. So I'm yeah, sure so a lot of them why. have decent jobs. Maybe like an ex-athlete that decided to do something with their degree. Okay. Fair. We'll see. But another transit that's happening soon is new moon and cancer that'll happen on 717 that one should be a pretty dreamy or easygoing new moon so if you're wondering what you should be doing during this time just think about where cancer is transiting in your chart like which house it's going through and then that brings us to our biggest transit which i know you wanted to touch on but venus in retrograde right now it's in the pre-shadow period and i think it's funny that i'm going through my breakup during the pre-shadow period mm-hmm. but it'll it will be fully in retrograde 722 to 9-3. Yes. So July 22nd to September 3rd. 3rd. Yes. Yes. So that's going to be a pretty tumultuous time, and it's going retrograde in Leo. So for this is just a fun fact. So Venus only retrogrades through five signs. It only retrogrades through Capricorn, Aries, Gemini, Leo and late Libra Scorpio time frame. So late Libra, early Scorpio. Those are the only times that Venus, or the only signs that Venus will go retrograde in. And the last time Venus was retrograde in Leo was eight years ago in 2015. Oh. So I don't know about you, Kimmy, but back in 2015, I was actually going through 
a messy breakup. I had dated two Geminis that year and they were both messy. Like I had tried to end the relationship and one of them was like threatening to kill himself and all this other stuff and was like trying to be very emotionally manipulative. And then the other one cheated on me. Dang. Yes. For this Venus retrograde, think back to where you were in that point in your life and have you healed from any trauma or any issues or drama that were stirred up during that last retrograde. That's when I graduated high school and entered college, 2015. So that's a lot of stuff going on right there. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, but it's all about like intense feelings. Like the energy that you're going through is undergoing an evolution. Interesting. Wait. <laughs> yeah, think back to that time. Yeah. No, th- this is like a tangent, but also a personal update. So whenever I was doing research on Venus in retrograde and about how when Venus goes retrograde, it reassesses our appearances and relationships. And so I'm thinking about how I'm going through a breakup. I also ordered new jewelry. I know we're talking about not shopping, but I wanted to get gold rings. Oh, did you do the gold or silver test? No, but I think I'm just becoming a gold girly. I think I'm over silver. But I got some rings, and I also got a new name necklace, but instead of Kimmy, which is what I've worn for years and years, I put Kimberly. Oh, okay. okay. New era. Which I think is funny, because when I started college, I did try to go by Kimberly for a week, and then it didn't work. So, tangent over. But, yeah, for the retrograde, it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. Like, obviously, if you have bad karma it's gonna come back and haunt you during this retrograde and we'll get into that in a second but if you have been doing your due diligence working on becoming your highest self really just think back to that time and see if you need to get any closure from any emotions you were going through during that time period see how you've grown since then and then just do your best to honor the person that you were back then and the person that you are now because you don't want to spend too much time in the past but the past is what made you who you are today so you have to pay attention to it and see where you're at in your journey and then maybe this is a time for you to grow and learn from any lessons that could be coming your way that's the optimistic way to look at it but if you're wondering like what signs or what placements are going to be affected the most so if you have taurus scorpio or aquarius in 12 to 28 degrees on your chart anywhere between that window you're probably going to be hit pretty hard by this venus retrograde in leo and you're just going to feel a lot of things very intensely and different aspects of your personality are going to be amplified so whether it's like romantic friendship romantic relationships or friendships those things are going to be amplified if anyone's been hiding anything it's going to come into the light during retrograde season so that leads me into the drama that's been going on with jonah hill yeah so i'm gonna do i'm gonna give a rundown so buzzfeed did like a great breakdown but i didn't like how they did their chronological layout so i'm gonna go chronologically okay back in august of 2021 jonah hill began dating a surfer a professional surfer named sarah brady and they broke up in the beginning of 2022 so january february 2022 is when they broke up 
So throughout their relationship, Jonah was very controlling and she had actually shared screenshots of the boundaries that he set. And here's the thing with boundaries. Boundaries are for you. Like this is my boundary. Like I would, these are rules that I hold for myself. And these are rules that I'm going to respect for myself. Boundaries are not rules that you put on other people. That's not a thing. That's you making rules for them. So he had told her that he wanted her to quit surfing, quit posting pictures on Instagram, stop talking to men, all of these like crazy things. And it like directly impacted her career. She's a professional surfer. Like part of what I have to do is post photos on Instagram. In my mind, if you're a professional surfer, you're going to have deals with swimsuit companies. You're going to have deals with sports magazines. And what does that require you to do? Post the things that they give or post the things that you're wearing. Surfing is a gender neutral sport. Men and women surf. So of course, some of her peers are going to be men naturally. And they're all going to be hotter than Jonah Hill. That's just facts. True. And to ask a woman to give up her profession to me is not a boundary. That's just you being controlling. So anyway, they break up. But even after they broke up, he was still sexting her. So she took a screenshot of when he had sexted her in July of 2022. Yes. And then he went to go visit her in her hometown in August that same year. So to me, that says that he's trying to keep things going. And then shortly after he visited her in August, he had texted her and said, hey, I just want to be transparent with you and let you know that I'm dating someone new. And she was like, okay, that's fine, but I don't feel comfortable with you sexting me and visiting me and then just seeing a new girl out of the blue. Did you let her know that you were talking to me, your ex? And he was like, that's what? No, I'm not gonna do that. I don't need to do that. Like essentially telling her to shut up, like he's with a new person and she just needs to accept it. And he understands if it upsets her. No, she's concerned about the other girl. Yeah. Because what if he was still like trying to sext her and say all this other stuff like no girl wants there to be an overlap in a relationship and i think that's what sarah was worried about was that there was an overlap with his new girlfriend olivia miller or millar however you say your name so i did the math so his girlfriend olivia millar had a baby with him that was born this past june so if you do the math that means she got pregnant in september Oh, girl, that is messy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. So he went from visiting this girl in August, his ex-girlfriend in August, to immediately getting his new girlfriend pregnant. So yeah, there's some concern. Yeah. And the whole time, like, she posted screenshots of Jonah just being, like, disgustingly, like, misogynistic and controlling and using therapy terms against her and... Whenever the news broke about this, I thought to myself, why did she wait so long to come forward? Because supposedly the last time they got together was August of 2022. And then she just came out with this news just this past week. And I'm like, why did she wait so long? 
So the reason why she waited was because she wanted to wait until after Olivia had the baby because she didn't want to stress Olivia out with the drama. So I think Sarah was being very considerate, holding that in for the sake of this other woman to have a happy and healthy baby. But now that the baby's here, Sarah's like, okay, the gloves are off. I've been holding this in for too long. People need to know how much of a monster you are, Jonah. How much of a POS you are, Jonah. Like, seriously, so disgusting. Did you know any of that? I've read a lot of the screenshots, and I've had a lot of my friends talk to me about it just because they're in shock. Yeah. They weren't. Because he seems like such like a nice, likable, funny guy from the roles that he plays in his movies. But that's the problem when you have so many Scorpio placements, yes. is that they're able to You're hide shady. all of that underneath yes. the surface. So... The reason why this is related to astrology is because Jonah is currently having Venus transiting his seventh house of relationships, and Venus is in the shadow period of the retrograde, and it's also squaring his natal Scorpio Venus. So all of this drama coming out is just divine timing, I feel. Yeah. Like, really. Like, the fact that he's being exposed and read for filth while Venus is retrograde transiting his seventh house of relationships. Come on now. (laughs) How perfect can this timing be? In addition to that, I was looking at just from his original birth chart, when he was born, Venus was in his 10th house. Mm -hmm. And so Venus in 10th house placements, one of their potential pitfalls is that they're attracted to someone for what they are and not who they are, Mm -hmm. which makes sense for him being like Sarah... I'm really attracted to you, and then whenever they're actually dating, then trying to change them and control them. So ridiculous. Yeah, and Venus is in detriment when it's in Scorpio, and it's just because the planet and the sign have differing values, so they're like a fish out of water when it comes to viewing life from the lens of Venus. So Scorpio does not value surface level beauty or enjoying life's simple pleasures like Venus wants to do. Mm -hmm. They're all about seeking what's underneath. And sometimes that can be like on the darker side of things. So people that have a natal Venus in Scorpio are usually very intense and sensitive and controlling. And they're also attracted to taboo subjects. So maybe Jonah would be a little freaky. Maybe that's why he's sexing her. And they can be passionate, but sometimes that passion can turn into obsession, which, again, touches back on that dark side. But the thing about Scorpio-Venus placements is they tend to have a very magnetic personality because a lot of people love the mysterious aura that they have, and they're able to disguise their true personality and hide behind a facade which is essentially what Jonah has done for Mm -hmm. so long. Like, he's played the fat, funny guy for so long that I think we were all caught off guard by how shitty he is. But yeah, they they can also be prone to having power struggles because of their constant need to be in control. And you were mentioning that he has a Scorpio stellium. I don't know if we were recording at that point or not, but... Yeah, Scorpio stellium with Pluto, Saturn, and Venus. Yikes. Yes. And those are all big, heavy planets. Yeah. And what's MC? Your, that's your Midheaven. So his Midheaven is also Scorpio. Okay. And they straddle the 10th and 11th houses for him. So things are going to come out in his public life that's going to affect his career, is what I'm hearing from that. 
And I wonder what is going to come of this because the news is so fresh. I know people talk bad about cancel culture, but Jonah just had a documentary come out about therapy and mental health. So I highly doubt anyone is going to look for him for advice about therapy or are going to take any type of mental health into consideration from Jonah just because of that. I think it's also frustrating that from what I see on Twitter, there's a a big group of men that are defending Jonah and then a bunch of women that are relating to Sarah's story and being like, no, like this has happened to me as well. I feel like with those two different opinions, it's just hard. Sarah has been the bigger person this whole time because she could have just been like, F Olivia, I don't care if you're pregnant and drop the news right then and there. And that would have been really, like, terrible because she would have gone through her whole pregnancy with this hanging over her, and who knows what that could have done. But she waited her time, she got her thoughts together, all the facts straight, and then dropped it. And the reason why Sarah said that she had to speak her side of the story was because it was affecting her mental health. And I'm sure a lot of people, like, in her immediate circle or maybe Jonah's circle, if they have overlapping people... Like, they probably only heard his side of the story, and she was probably tired of just people not knowing the truth. And I'm the type of person, like, I feel the same way. There's been times in my life where I had to speak up and say when something was wrong because it was just eating away at me. And it's, it is what it is. The information's out there. Do with it as you will. So, do I think Jonah needs to be canceled? No. Do I think he needs another therapist? Yeah, probably. Definitely work through these issues. He's, he got exposed big time. I have a love-hate relationship with therapy for some people because it's so easy to lie about your therapist because they only know the information that you provide to them. So if you're dishonest with your own therapist, there's no fixing you. And I think that's what happened. Like, he was feeding his therapist one side of a story, and then... I saw this tweet that said that therapists should do... Like a parent-teacher conference thing. <laughs> With their friends and yeah, family. That way they can go in and listen to a session and be like, okay, no, this is how they really are. Yeah. Because of the Jonah Hill situation. I just think the whole thing is wild, but from an astrological perspective, I think it's like perfect timing. I'll be interested to see what develops. Because Venus has not even gone retrograde yet. This is still mm-hmm. all this just is the pre-shadow. Shadow. Yeah. And this is his karma coming to fruition like his karmic debt and it's coming publicly because it's his natal 10th house so it is satisfying to me a little bit just because you know how people are always like oh hot girls don't date the nice guys or whatever else or the nice funny guys and then one by one all the nice funny guys get exposed you know what's funny is like The two Geminis that I dated back in 2015 portrayed themselves as, like, the nice funny guys or, like, the underdog, but they ended up being, like, the biggest, like, pieces of shit. Yeah. They call themselves the underdog so they feel deserving of- So you feel bad for them. Like, you get a pity date out of it, essentially. I hate guys like that. If you have to say that you're a nice guy, you're not a nice guy. You're not a nice guy. I think that's been said so many times now that hopefully women are catching on. Hopefully people in general are catching on. Yeah. I think the bad thing, too, is, like, people that are 
fresh out of a relationship or fresh out of a long-term relationship they're more susceptible to it because mm-hmm. yeah they're like well, i think like any person the first person that's nice to you after you're out of a long-term relationship you're just gonna put them on a pedestal and think that they're like the best thing yeah ever so <sighs> terrible i know yeah i do you have anything else you want to add for the transits that are happening Buckle up and think through your decisions, especially during Venus and retrograde. Do not be impulsive. Oh, and I saw this other thing that was talking. There's also allegedly going to be a big baby boom that happens. With the Venus and retrograde? Yes. Mm. So we're going to see a lot, or astrologers are predicting that we're going to see a lot of baby announcements from October to December. And that we should all be saving our money and getting our finances in order because we're either going to be having baby showers or attending them. So, you know what? Everyone's getting a pack of diapers from Costco. That's the best I can do. <laughs> Buy a box and split the yeah, packs. Yeah, a pack up. of diapers or a pack of wipes. That's yeah. all you're getting from me. That's fair. That's Babies are expensive. I don't know why out. people would want to have them. Girl, With know. single family houses going up to half a million, why would you want? Never mind. I don't want to talk about. Look, we can talk about the economics part of it all day. I'm actually really fascinated about it, but... Wait, just... We'll have to look at it. If the baby boom does happen, I'm interested to see, especially with the whole Pluto transit that happened mm-hmm. recently, or that started recently. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. I really need to start putting these transits on a calendar so yeah, I can look at them. Yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah. This is the first episode that I actually looked into transits without having did you, you just find tell me it about fascinating them. yeah i did yeah. so def- i definitely need to read more You're about like, them while the pieces are falling into place it makes so much sense yeah it's a layer to everything but no that's all i have okay so i just want to remind you guys real friends share their birth times and we will talk to you guys later okay bye